The Temple Fuel podcast is designed to provide inspiration, motivation, and a safe space for the woman trying to navigate through life's changes while on the way to her God-given destiny. My hope is that you leave each episode a little less tired and more inspired. Let's start the show. Hey, blessed people. Welcome back to the Temple Fuel podcast. I am your host, Monica. If you are new here and if you're not, welcome back, family. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys taking your time again to come back and listen to another episode. I hope you guys are well whenever it is that you are listening to this episode. I hope you're having a good week, a good day, good weekend, whenever it is that you're listening. I hope that you guys are well. And we are going to jump right into the episode today. Um, I do have to give a little bit of background, brief history, so bear with me. Um, But today's topic, do I need more church or more Jesus? Do I need more church or more Jesus? And first, I want us to understand if we did not already know that Christianity was birthed from Judaism. Jewish Christianity is the foundation of early Christianity, which later developed into Christianity. Christianity started with Jewish eschological expectations, and it developed into the worship of Jesus after his earthly ministry his crucifixion, and the post-crucifixion experiences of his followers. The church, so the church we're talking about today is the physical building. Um, The church, talking about the physical building, was originally called a synagogue. The synagogue serves as a place not only for liturgical services, but also for assembly and study. So in Jewish custom, um, they worship... And they assemble and study at a synagogue. And today we are talking about the church. So the, t- the church talking about the physical building. Church is a political and governmental term in the Greek. And I may not get this right how I pronounce it, but it's e- ecclesio. It means legislation, assemble, or selective one. So ecclesio is a Greek term. This is the Greek term for church. It's political and a governmental term and means legislation, a symbol or selective one. It's not even a religious term at all in the Greek. This term is used in classical Greek for a group of people who have been summoned and gathered together to govern the affairs of a city. I thought that was amazing. I thought that definition, that Greek definition was amazing. And so let's go ahead and I hope all of that made sense to you guys. I want to go ahead and jump right on in um, to the meat of this topic. Do I need more church or do I need more Jesus? And I want to talk about first some of the reasons why I believe people don't believe in going to church Um What's this the slang way of saying it or the ethnic way of saying it is having a church home. Um, But why I think people are hesitant to belong to a church, be a part of a church, you know, be expected at a church, have a church home. And I think there are a couple things and I just I asked the Lord to uh, really lead me and guide me on this and to give me clarity. And he gave me four four reasons um, as to why, you know, people struggle with having a church that they join and that they belong to and that they are active in, a.k.a. a church home. (laughs) Okay, so four reasons. The first reason I believe is hurt. So people have been hurt by those that they respected who identify as a Christian in church and they have not healed yet. And I, I wrote that out and I said that that way for a reason. 
intentionally. I hope you called it. But reasons why I believe people don't believe in having a church home is hurt. Hurt by people who they respected, who are identifying as Christian or who identified as Christian in church. And those people have not yet healed yet. So they've been hurt by people they respected who are identifying as a Christian in church and they have not yet healed. Second, lazy. And I don't mean this to offend anyone. However, we get out what we put in and we know that this applies to anything healthy in life. You know, if you put in effort and time and knowledge into a healthy relationship, then it should grow the relationship. As long as you have two people who are on the same page, healthy relationship. You know, if you put effort and time into your savings account, into doing better with your finances, then you'll reap the harvest of having, you know, better spending habits and, and a good savings account. And you'll have, you know, uh, stocks and bonds and things that you can look back on for years now. Anything that you put effort into what you put in is what you will get out. And that applies to anything healthy in life. And I think sometimes we are just lazy. We have, due to the pandemic and being forced to stay in, you know, we had no choice to. We have gotten really, really comfortable. Um, and it's easy to be comfortable. You know, sometimes who doesn't want to be comfortable? But sometimes comfort can turn into too comfortable, can turn into laziness. The third reason why I believe people don't believe in having a church that they that's their own, that they join, that they attend, is a little bit of self-righteousness and pride. We don't believe we need a community or group of people to hold us accountable or that can help us grow. We don't feel like we need it. You know, we feel like, well, you know, my relationship with God is enough and what I'm learning and what I've learned and what I've been through. That's enough. That's enough. And yes, the core of our Christian walk is our relationship with Christ. Absolutely. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. However, we believe we don't need a community or group of people uh, to hold us accountable that can help us grow. Nobody is ever going to be above being helped. Nobody, no matter their title, no matter where they're at, no matter where they live, no matter how much they've seen, we are all in a position where we can grow more. And then fourth and lastly is fear. Fear. This is what causes us. This is what causes us to hesitate from growing and going and becoming a part of a church and joining the church and being involved with the people in the church. Fear. What if I'm hurt again? What if these people that I call family and I get close to them, what if they do me like my mom or my brother or my cousin or my uncle or my friend or my grandparents did me? What, what will happen if I if I actually let these people in, if I become vulnerable, if I become involved and these people hurt me again? So these are four reasons why I believe people don't believe in having a church home. They're hurt by people they've respected in the church, a little bit of laziness, self-righteousness or pride and fear. And from a genuine place, I really want to talk about the benefits of becoming a member of a church and some things to expect when you're a part of a good church organization. OK, and I, I want to stay on my notes because I don't want to go off into a tangent of any sort, um, but I really want to just talk to you guys about the benefits. There are so many benefits of being a part of a good church organization. And I know I've mentioned it before, and I just I really want to drive this home. And, and hopefully my prayer has been before this and at the end of this, that you make the decision to maybe go back into your grandparents church, go back into your family church or just go back into a church where 
where, you know, maybe you were listening to them online during the pandemic or you're still listening to them and maybe they are within reach where you can drive, you know, or you can, you know, stop by. Hopefully they're somewhere local um, that, you know, my hope is that God pricks at your heart and that you have a desire to just stop in. I understand there are bad churches, but every church is not bad, you know, and so I really hope that uh, by the end of this that you choose and you, you make it up in your mind that you want to at least try to start going back and have that community and have that support that your soul and your spirit needs, especially if you want to grow in your walk with God. It's a help. It's a help meet. Okay. Um, and so, you know, a little bit about me. So I have a church that I am a member of that I actively serve in, AKA a church home. And I have been a member um, of about three churches now, not as an adult. So two churches um, as a child that I went to, you know, with my mom that, you know, I was there because she was there. I liked the church, but, you know, I was a kid. I didn't necessarily make the decision 100% for myself. And then I'm at the church that I'm at now, um, which I've been here for the last 15 years. And at this point, this is this is a family church. I mean, these people are family to me. Um, I'm active in this church. I serve in this church. You know, this is my home church. You know, I'm active. I'm involved. You know, I want to be there. They want me there. This is my home church. Um, and you know what I can say, I want to share with you guys six things that I have gained from my experience, um, you know, having a home church now 15 years, I am only 30 years old. So that's a little bit before I was driving or right before I was starting to drive uh, temporary. And then, you know, up into basically my entire adulthood, I have been a member of this church, you know, and so I want to share with you guys a little bit about my experience, you know, what I have gained um, as far as being a part of a church. And, you know, like I said, hope and pray that you guys, your heart and your mind is pricked and that, you know, your perspective on church, the physical building is changed. Um, so a couple things that I've experienced and gained is that the church for me is this physical church building with these people. This is a second family. So for a lot of us, you know, we call our friends, family. Some of us, this will be our third, fourth family because we got all different kind of families. We call this group of people our family. If we're part of a sorority and then we call these people that, you know, are part of a group that we're in, those are family. So this could be our third or fourth family. But um, for me, it's a second family. So that's one thing as far as my experience that I've gained in having a church home where I've joined and I'm active and involved and I keep spelling this out because I want you guys I don't want you to just get the, the the slang term for church home it's a place where you join where you're active and you're involved and you grow in God and that you know that we can go into hold that another thing with that but as far as the physical church where you're physically there you're active you're involved um you know we can even talk about tithing and offering but we're just gonna keep it keep it simple right now so secondly built in community it's a built-in community for me. So, um, you know, I talk about community. I talk about being somewhere where you have a safe space, where you're around people who understand you, people who can support you, people where you can learn, um, you know, how they say you don't want to, if you're the smartest person in the room or the smartest person in your friend group, then that ain't a good friend group or whatever. But, you know, um, you have a built-in community when you're in church. You know, there are people for the most part, of course, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, everybody is there with the same goal and the same purpose in mind. And you have a community of people that understand you and that get you and that are there for the same purpose. Nobody's being drugged there. <laughs> Nobody's being forced, maybe some kids, uh, but none of the adults are being forced to go. 
um, and you have that built-in community. So that's one benefit for me that I have learned and that you might find, um, you know, once you go to church. Number three, accountability partner. And I said just one, but you have partners, you know, you'll have more than one person that you, um, that can hold you accountable. And, and that accountability can be in, yeah, sure. We can say in coming to church, fine, but accountable in your relationship, growing your relationship with Christ, you know, holding you accountable to come to church. Okay. Wonderful. Because just like we need accountability or we should need accountability, we know we have to go to work. We know that we obligate ourselves to other things and no one has to call us every other day or text us to say, Hey, you coming to work tomorrow? What about next week? What about the week after that? We don't need that, you know, when we go to work, um, you know, but sometimes we need that little, that little nudge when it comes to going into God's house. We don't always, um, place it on the same pedestal. You know, we look at it as, you know, well, I, I have a relationship with Christ. I don't need to go, you know, as often or I don't need to go. And, you know, so when you have a church home, you have an accountability partner, someone who's looking out for your soul, someone that's looking out for your well-being that can say, hey, girl, come on over to Bible study. You know, we study in this and this is going to help us. You know, life has been rough. The job has been rough, but come on over. Come on in. I think we should go to Bible study. Let's go ahead and go to this service. And most churches um, have, you know, one to two weekday services. Um, that you can pop in for. And I used to, I still love them, but in the beginning, I really, really, really loved Bible studies um, because that was my time where it's a smaller group of people. Most of the time, the whole church doesn't come out and I can ask questions and I can learn and I can get real life examples. I used to really, really, really love Bible studies. I still love them. Let me be clear, but I'm saying in my, in the beginning of my walk, those were the services I ran to because I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could, you know, it gave me that opportunity to have that intimate one-on-one -on -one, uh, teaching, which works for me just in regular life. You <laughs> so you know, it was very helpful for me to um, be able to have that one-on-one -on -one up close and personal teaching, which I thoroughly, truly, truly enjoyed. Um, you know, and that I enjoy even now in Bible study. So you have that accountability partner, you know, and also someone, you know, when you're in the midst of a, a group of people that you know, if you're sad or you know, you have you know, you're struggling with something, you have people that are discerning, um, and who can discern and sometimes they can just be praying for, you, you know, they may not come up to you, but they can be sitting in their seat while you're sitting at yours and they can be praying for you, asking God to send angels in that direction. You know, people can discern and help you out. No, they may not always come to you, but, but they could as well, you know, but you have people who are looking out for you. Um, and that can discern sometimes when you're in their presence. And that's helpful because sometimes we're carrying things that we just don't have the strength to bear up. Uh, fourth, gives you something to look forward to. And that's just as simple as it is. You know, it gives you something to do. If you're not a person that goes places often, it gives you something to look forward to. And that honestly ties back into community and family. You know, when you, people that do like, you know, I know there are people that still have like Sunday dinners with their family, or they try to make one day a week a time where they link up or once a month or whatever, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. I know I look forward to having things planned, you know, with my family. I look forward to having just fun things in general planned. <laughs> don't even have to be with my family. Um, so it gives you something to look forward to um, when you make the choice to become a part of a church. Number five, it gives an opportunity to serve like Christ. It gives you an opportunity to serve capital K 
capital words, like Christ, capital words. It gives you an opportunity to serve. Um, when you become a part of a church, you join a church, um, you know, you say that you're going to be a part of that church. It gives you an opportunity to serve like Christ. And I think sometimes we miss that. You know, we come in and we want to look around and, and we want to see what's going on. Nothing wrong with that because you do need to fill out your environment. Make sure it's the right environment for you. You need to be listening, finding out what's being taught. Make sure it's lining up with the Bible. Make sure it's lining up with what God said. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with taking a breather, sitting down and, and observing your surroundings, listening and making sure that you're, you know, going to make the right decision. Um, however, don't forget that after you've done all the listening and you've made your decision and you're feeling pretty secure and you've hugged the pastors and you hug the people and you love the people that you don't forget about serving in church. And a lot of our serving really does go beyond the literal four walls of our church. However, there is work that has to be done in the church. Um, you know, there are still things that have to be done like cleaning. You know, that does not magically happen in some magical way. There are physical hands and feet that have to clean the church. Um, you know, yard keeping, grass and things like that. Again, that takes a physical person. That is no, you know, the Lord don't send a spirit or an angel to come and clean the grass and stuff up. That is a physical person who, you know, likes to um, horticulture or whatever it's called. Um, people like to come in and they, they want to, you know, they are, they enjoy flowers, they enjoy plants or whatever, and they help in that area. Um, you know, as well as just serving, um, inside, you know, in the day to day things, you know, there's, there's, uh, paperwork, there's, um, you know, uh, data entry, desk keeping, you know, handling the money. Um, there's so many different factors, you know, uh, sweeping the floor. I mean, I'm not just trying to talk about, you know, just, um, handy things that we have to do but there are many things that need to be done and so serving is necessary christ served christ served the people you know he he washed feet he did stuff so once we you know sit down and we observe and we decide okay you know we talk to god and we figure out okay is this for me and we listen we discern hey are they talking about the bible are they talking about the word you know once we identify okay is this a peaceful environment all the things that we need to be you know looking for um once we observe those things, we need to then identify, okay, am I ready to serve? So this gives us an opportunity to serve like Christ when we become a part of a church. You know, it gives us an opportunity. And number six, last but not least, it gives you a place to use your gifts. Love this one. And it ties so closely in with number five. I love, love, love this one. It gives us a place to use the gifts that God has given us. And you guys know I am big on using what God has given you. I am big on going for it, launching out there, using gifts that God has given you. When you become a part of a church, you are able, you should be able to use the gifts that God has given you. So if you're a dancer, you know, if you are, you know, it's called praise dancing. There's even miming. But if you're a dancer, you know, um, within pro proper order protocol, so on and so forth, you know, you can use that gift of dancing at church. If you're a singer, then you should, there should be some way for you to be able to sing. If you like to work with children, there should be a way for you to be able to do that. You know, if you're into spoken word, there might be some room for you to do that. You know, now different congregations are different sizes. Some things, you know, everything may not be there. So if you're a painter, there might not be painting, you know, but there could be maybe an opportunity uh, when there's special services or occasions where you can lead the painting, you know, or if you're a stylist, there might be a special program where you're integrated into the program or you're integrated into Sunday morning. Um, so there should be a place for you to use your gifts. Now I'm talking about more tangible gifts, but also spiritual gifts as well. And I won't go into that just to keep this surface level for now, but it's a place for you to use the gifts that God has given you.
so I hope that this I hope this all makes sense it was a lot of information I hope the history made sense I hope that you know reasons why I believe people don't believe in having a church home and then what I have gained in my experience from having a church home um, I pray and hope that all of that you know made sense that I was able to bring that together and like I said I pray that after hearing this this is my audible prayer to God before I even started recording this is that you feel compelled that God pricks at your heart that he pricks at your mind that he pricks at your ears that you feel compelled to walk back into a Bible believing church again that's my prayer church is good for us I know that we live in a culture where we're being you don't know honestly for one, you don't know. You hear a lot of people who are powerful, powerful people of God. And you like, I don't hear them even mention that they go to a church. Do they go to a church? And I do think it's important to be clear about that because teaching, again, none of us are above teaching. Now, does everybody need to be teaching us? No, 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 no. Um, however, we live in a world where we don't hear very often or we don't know. Do you even have a church home? Are you just self-taught? Are you just picking up your Bible on your own, you know, and just reading it and then just whatever you get from it, that's just enough, you know, and it, like I said, I, we could go into so much more and I may make a part two to this. I'm going to pray and ask God for guidance and direction and maybe we can make this part two a little bit more in depth. Um, but cause I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Um, but I think, like I said, we live in a world where people, you don't know their status, you know, powerful people, people who seem to be powerful people and who are powerful people of God, but we don't hear anything about a church home. And I just don't want us to lose sight of the importance and the benefit of having a church home. And I don't push that because I have one. I know that the foundation, the most important part is having your relationship with Christ, the foundation. However, if you want that foundation to be strengthened, you want to have a good church home. That's just like getting a house built. I mean, you can pick Joe Small, but if you pick top of the line, I don't know any of the house builder names, <laughs> but I'm sure somebody out there is listening and does. Um, you know, you can pick Joe Small, but if you pick whomever else the top of the line you know you're about to have a bomb house because they're known for it the foundation gonna be right you know all of the above and so if you want that foundation in christ to grow if you want your foundation to grow you want to be around bible believing people do not allow bad stories that you've heard some of us have not even experienced them turn you away from going to church okay and don't allow bad experiences that you have actually experienced because i'm not going to take away from that i won't take away from that turn you away from church it's all about your growth it's all about your spiritual growth it's all about you growing and your relationship with christ growing yes you can grow and you do have work to do outside of church however if you go in you're going to be blessed especially if you're going to a good church didn't say perfect people everybody's not there going to be there for the the same purpose and the same agenda but don't allow the few bad apples to spoil the whole bunch okay so I pray, I pray that you guys are compelled to go back into church. If you, you know, were going and you stopped, um, I pray that you give it a chance. You know, I pray that, like I said, that you can find a good Bible believing church. Do a Google search. Look at the missions and values. There should be a website. You know, look at some reviews. What are people saying? You know, take those with a grain of salt. But you know, look at those reviews. Um, look at the the church website. What are their missions? What are their values? What do they say they believe in? That's a place to start. If you're following right now ministries that you know are miles away in different states and you cannot physically go, but you like the ministry, keep following. 
killing them. I'm not saying that you have to cut them off, but you need somewhere where you can step foot on that ground, on that carpet and fellowship with those people and be a part of the community. Do not allow people to make you think that just self-teaching sitting at home is enough. Get around community, get around community, be up under leadership, get up under people that can teach you, that can help you, that can, um, you know, help you grow spiritually. Don't allow the bad apples that you've heard about to spoil your bunch and cause you to not go as far as you could go. Okay, guys. So I love you guys. Um, went off on a little tangent there, but uh, to God be the glory. I pray that this all made sense for you guys. If you have any questions, comments, anything, please, please, please. I am off of social media right now, but um, you can definitely find me on my email, Monica200917 at Yahoo or my Gmail. I am Jim G-Y. M-O-N-I-C-A, I am Jim Monica at gmail.com. Give me some feedback. You know, if you, you didn't understand something, you got something to say, you got a question, talk to me. Let me know if you, you know, if this made sense, if you have any questions or not. I'm going to pray about a part two. So if you see that coming, you'll know. I got the thumbs up. But yes, we are ending out there right there. Do I need more church or more Jesus? I will talk to you guys later. Love you.